Hey Church, blessed morning. Thanks for tuning in to our JRM Sydney Daily Devotional Podcast. Today I'm going to share a passage from Psalms 51, and I will discuss a snippet of the writer's life who is King David. But before that, my son Ben Hesed again would like to encourage you with his memory verse. So take it away, my son. Psalm 33:1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Thanks, my son. Today, let's look back and see the life of David prior to writing this chapter of Psalms 51. David was a man after God's own heart in Acts 13.22. David got hold of a divine thought and objective in God's heart and made a vow to God in the wilderness to bring back the Ark of the Covenant to its rightful place among God's people in Jerusalem. King Saul had left the Ark in a hilly place called Kirjat Jerim for more than 20 years, and David made it his passion to bring the ark to Mount Zion in Jerusalem, for the Lord had chosen Zion as his dwelling place. When you understand the typology of the Ark of the Covenant, you will see that bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem means bringing back the Lord's presence in the midst of his people. David valued the presence of the Lord. He was someone who talked to the Lord a lot. He cultivated the presence of the Lord. He sang in the wilderness, in front of the sheep, where nobody cared he existed. In 1 Samuel 16, when the prophet Samuel came to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king, Jesse forgot all about David. David was in the field, singing psalms of praise and worship. Bless the Lord! For he is so good, and his love endures forever. Bless the Lord, for he is so good, and his love endures forevermore. David played his harp with no one listening but God. That is not doctrine or religion. That is relationship. Hallelujah. When David met Goliath, even though he was just a youth, he was not afraid because he was not conscious of the giant, but of God. But years later, after David became king, he committed adultery with Bathsheba. He sinned against her. He killed her husband Uriah in a battle. He sinned against his people. And God sent the prophet Nathan to confront him. David fell on his knees, and this was his prayer in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions 
and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. We can see here that David was conscious that the person who got hurt the most was the Lord. In verse 11, David made a plea, Do not cast me away from your presence, Lord. David believed that the Lord's presence had blessed him. Although David lived in the old covenant, he had a new covenant mentality, that is, reconciliation. He knew the source of his successes was the Lord, and he pleaded for the Lord not to leave him because of his sin. I have good news today for you, church. We don't have to be concerned in the same way as David. Now in the new covenant, because of what Jesus did at the cross, God does not impute sin unto us believers today. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed our conscience and guilt. Yes, we have sinned, but this sin and every other sin that we have committed and may commit were punished to the maximum in the body of our Lord Jesus 2,000 years ago. So there remains no more punishment for us today. In Hebrews 9.14 it says, For how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse my conscience? My friend, the only way to bring peace to your conscience is to look to the cross. The cross of Jesus is the only answer that will satisfy your conscience. Look to the cross and say, Father, thank you for Jesus and the cross. Jesus was totally condemned on my behalf for this sin. So there is now absolutely no condemnation left for me. My friend, Jesus' finished work at the cross truly sets you free. And because of that, we have no fear that the Lord will leave us. God loves us, and He has promised that He will never leave us nor forsake us. For us believers, His presence abides in us forever. But here's the thing. Sometimes we take things for granted. We forget to cultivate His presence. Sometimes we forget to talk to God until we come to church on Sunday, almost like, Hey, Lord. When you love someone, you value His presence, right? You long for it. You will cultivate it 
and be conscious of it because to you it is precious. It's one thing to know theoretically that the Lord never leaves nor forsakes you, but it's another thing to cultivate His presence and show Him that you believe in it. The Lord is jealous for your presence, church. He loves you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He's not a respecter of persons, but He's a respecter of those who respect Him and value His presence. He Himself is your healing, your provision, your wisdom. So the more you honor His presence, the more you will see Him manifest in glory. Seek the Lord's presence. He is Jehovah Rapha. He Himself is our healing. There is healing in His presence. The Lord's presence is our success. Just like Joseph in Genesis 39.2, the Bible says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. I believe that Joseph was conscious of the Lord's presence in his life. Joseph trusted the Lord for his provision, wisdom, and success. He enjoyed such favor and success that he ended up as Pharaoh's second in command in Egypt. Do you want this kind of success, church? Then don't forget the very first thing. The Lord was with Joseph. Whenever the Lord is and wherever His presence is, there is rest. A rest that is not subject to atmospheric forces or outward circumstances. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, it says, Come to me. All you who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and my presence will cause you to rest. In my presence is rest. I am rest. Wherever his presence manifests, there is rest. And the devil cannot operate where there is rest. Because the devil's territory is unrest, agitation, and stress. We have blessings that are resilient today, church, because they depend on Jesus who lives in us. Because our healing, longevity, prosperity, and success are all based on someone who is unshakable, all-powerful, all-knowing, and best of all, all-loving. We have a security that is immovable, a peace, and shakable. Today, you too can be like David a man or woman after God's own heart. You can pursue Jesus, His presence, and bring Him back into the center of your life. Make Jesus the centerpiece of every aspect of your life. Amen. Be blessed, church.